We want to thank you for being here and tuning in this morning. Uh, We've got a profound message this morning. Uh, But let me get myself out of the way by praying to our Father God through Christ Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, as always, let me decrease while you increase in me, Father. And let them hear nothing but you, Father God, giving you praise and giving you glory. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen. Amen. Let the church say amen. Amen. Got a profound message this morning entitled Murder Incorporated. Murder Incorporated. So it's kind of a, it's a very deep and challenging message this morning. And what we're going to have to do is up here anyway, Lord and I, we're going to chop it, then we'll preach a little bit to you, then we'll go back and chop it up some more and preach a little bit to you and come back and chop it up some more so we'll get a greater understanding on what's happening in this world as far as that murderous spirit. Once again, the title of this message is Murder Incorporated. But before I get into this word, it would be sacrilegious for me not to give praise and honor to God for doing a miraculous healing in my body. I prayed and I believed and if if we can get others, pray for others and get them healed, we ought to be able to pray for ourselves. And believe that God will heal us. Amen. Because he is still in the miracle working business. And that's what I like about him. Revelation. A month ago I wasn't even able to walk. And I was going through so much pain that I just wanted to just leave this earth. But somebody say, but God. God stepped in, heard my prayers. I zeroed my faith in on the pain. And I gave him thanks, even in the pain, even when I wanted to take my last breath where I wouldn't be in that type of pain no more. How many of y'all know pain has different levels to it? Mm -hmm. And if you haven't been there on that level yet, then you might not understand. But some of us have been on some levels of pain. And did you know that pain not only affects your physical, but your soulful and your spirit? Revelation 21, verses 7 and verses 8. All honor is due to God. Word of the Lord says in Revelation 21, verses 7, And verses 8, it says, He that overcometh shall inherit something, all things. And I will be his God, and he shall be my, somebody say builder. That's what that word son means. He's the builder of God in man. And that's what we do. We build God's structure in man. That's our job. The Word of God says that 
And see, now, in Revelation, it also tells us that when we overcome, that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. You see, I couldn't be an overcomer if I didn't testify to you what you should have already seen before your own naked eyes, but you still might not know what you're looking at. <laughs> you ever looked at something and didn't know what you were looking at? Yeah. You see, a lot of times, you, you know, they say that they want to take a telescope, heaven's gate, say they want to take a telescope and they want to search the heavens to find God. Well, you ain't got to search. All you got to do is look in the mirror or look around. You can find God anywhere. You just got to know what you're looking at. And if you don't know what you're looking at, you'll find yourself lost. Hear the word of the Lord. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. And I will be his God, and he should be my son. But, cancels out everything. But the fearful, I don't run with people that's afraid. The unbelieving, I don't want to be around unbelievers. Because even when I'm around them, I'm trying to talk something about God, even if I'm in a stupor myself. And the abominable, murderers, whoremongers sorcerers, idolaters, and all life shall have their part in the lake which burned with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. I want to pay attention to that right there, murderers. But the murderers, along with all these others, will not enter into the kingdom of God. Amen. All right, let's see where all this stuff came from, this killing and all this insanity. And it is insanity. Go to Genesis 4, verses 1 through 8. Amen. Oh, we're going to have to break it down some now. This thing gets a little complicated. I'm going to try to make it as smooth as I possibly can. <coughs> the word of the Lord says in Genesis 4, starting at verse 1 through verses 8, it says, And Adam... Knew Eve, his wife. This is a spiritual thing here that's going on. It is. And you gotta go beyond just seeing a man and a woman, but you gotta go to the place within yourself where the woman is in you because she did come out of you. Amen. So this is something that's going on inside of man on a spiritual inclination. Amen. And God simply shows it how it works in the physical. You got to understand that. Just like marriage is the mystery of Christ and the church. Amen. So he brings forth a physical thing so that people can see called marriage. And it's also a spiritual thing, you know. So he brings that forth to show us the mystery of the church through our own marriage. Amen. Because the Bible says that marriage is the mystery. It's, it's the mystery of Christ that he's talking about. So the first church was Adam and Eve. Amen? Amen. Amen. It's always been here. So it says now, and Adam knew his wife. And she conceived and she bare one called Cain. Cain means 
possession. He liked things. We'll get with him in a minute. Anyway, and she said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. So she thought. And she bare again his brother, Abel. Abel means breath, dedicated. And Abel was a keeper of the sheep. He liked things that are pure. Amen. But Cain was a tiller of the ground. See, he liked them things that come out the ground because, see, we made from the dust of the earth, right? And y'all heard me preach this before. Everything you like comes out the ground. Them dresses you got on came out the ground, cotton and all of that, right? You like them dresses. You like the gold, the diamonds, where it comes from? Out the ground. You like the metal and all of that stuff to build the houses and the cars and stuff? You like that, don't you? Mm-hmm. See, we like that stuff. Cain liked it, too. He was a tiller of the ground. He worked for them things that wouldn't last forever. He worked hard for those things that wouldn't get him into the kingdom of God and everlasting life. Amen? You see, he was caught up on things. The only way he knew God was through things. Do that sound like the church today? Get me my stuff. Now, when you get it, what you going to do with it? Because this very night, your soul is required of you. Old fool. That's what Jesus told him, right? This very night. I'm going to build me a bigger barn. Because business is good. Everything's going good. Is it? Is it really? Better check yourself before we wreck ourselves. Very easy to do that. So, here we are, and we're dealing with a situation here that conforms to Murder Incorporated. And verse 3 in chapter 4 of Genesis says, and in the process of time, see, God always takes his time to do things. It came... To pass that Cain, Cain being the one that loves possessions. That's the fleshly man. You got it? Look what he did. And Cain brought of the fruit of the what? Ground and offering unto the Lord. God don't want you. God don't care nothing about your money or none of that. He just uses that to see if it's about your obedience and my obedience. But when it comes to the actual situation, he don't care nothing about that. God cares about what you can give to him from the pureness of your soul. Am I right about it, church? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, we see here that in verses 6, that Abel, he also brought the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. See what he did? And the Lord had respect unto Abel to his offer because Abel brought that which would continue to give him life, the breath of life. Because Abel means breath or spirit. Amen? Breath. Amen? Now, the Cain, the fleshly man, is always trying to kill off Abel, the spiritual man. Understand? Always trying to do that. See, this is the thing between you and God and your covenant with either God 
or with your flesh. Amen? All right. This, this is what this is all about, you know, the deeper side of it. It goes on here and it says that, verse 5, but unto Cain and to his offering, God didn't have respect. And Cain was very angry. He was wroth. And his countenance fell. Uh-oh. He was dissatisfied. Because God didn't accept what he thought God was supposed to accept from him. And the Lord said unto Cain, why art thou wroth? And why is thy countenance fallen? If you do well, thou shalt not be accepted. Shall thou not be accepted if you do well? He asked him a question. Will I not accept you if you do well? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. Hmm. Wow. Cain talked with Abel. He broke. It came to pass when they were in the field of life that Cain, that old fleshly man that wants things, rose up against Abel, his brother, and slew him, meaning that he killed him. Murder incorporated. He was incorporated right there with the new man made of God in his image and his likeness. Do y'all understand that? So he said, now, this is, this is the way it is. If you do this, you get this. If you do that, you get that. No need to be angry, no need to be mad about it, none of that. What you need to do, and what I need to do, is we all got to ante up. Amen to that. So in the process of time, see, Cain rose up on Abel and killed him. Will not the flesh rise up on you and try to kill out the spirit in you? Won't it do it? You know why it does it? You know the biggest sin it is? Jealousy. It was jealousy that caused Abel to be killed by Cain. Because from jealousy comes envyism, hatred, misfunctioning, incontinency. See, all kinds of things come from people who are jealous of one another. It's the most dangerous sin of all sins. It's the one that got Cain messed up. Mm-hmm. Jealousy. It's the one that got the devil messed up. Jealousy. Instead of being thankful for what God has done for you, in accordance to what you are capable of handling. Why would God give us a loaded gun to kill ourselves? Murder incorporated. We make nuclear weapons to kill man. But we can't use them unless we kill ourselves. When have you ever seen a mouse build a mousetrap to kill himself? 
You think about it. You ever seen a mouse build a mouse trap? Well, that's what man did. He built a bomb to kill himself. So he's a fool. In all his intelligence, man is still a fool. Jealousy, envyism, it causes a whole lot of mess, whole lot of killing, whole lot of things going on. So let's go to 416. Because we're going to see now, we already see where Cain incorporated it when he killed Abel, okay? With the new man. Y'all got that? Because that's the first killing of a man by another man that's recorded thus far. Am I right about that? With the new man. Mm Mm-hmm. Verses 16 in chapter 4, Genesis, verse 16 and 17. Go there for me. Put that up there, son. And Cain went out from the Lord, from the presence of the Lord. Uh-huh. That's when he put the mark on his head and run him up out of there. Amen. And look what he did. He dwelt in the land of, somebody say, wandering. No, it means wandering. See, that's what happened. When we get away from God, we find ourselves like a nomad in the land of Nod. We, 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 we are wandering around. Out of sync with God. Put it back, please. And he dwelt in the land of Nod on the east of Eden, meaning that he had removed him, been removed out of the delight of God. Eden is the delight of God. That's your soul. Because he that delights himself in the Lord, and you got to delight him from within your soul. Delight, delight, delight. Eden means delight of God. And that's where our souls are. It's a garden. And we got to either plant it with good seed or bad seed. Whatever you plant it with, going to grow up in it. And we're going to have to deal with that, right? Because you're going to carry them weeds around that we grow. Amen. And we're going to carry around the repercussions of it too, right? Come on now. Come on. We're going to do that too. So God here is telling us in verses 16 that, will you put that back up there please? And Cain, he, he, he dwelt on the east of Eden. And verse 17 says, and Cain Knew his wife. Wait a minute. Now he doesn't got it. Ain't, <laughs> ain't nobody been kicked out of there but him from, from, from that area. They run him off. Even though they got threw out of the garden, I think that's, that comes in what? Birth chapter 3? Somewhere in there. But even though they've gotten thrown out of the garden now, this joker, he was truly excommunicated. God put him on a journey of wandering around. Put a mark on his head where no man would kill him. Make him suffer. Mm-hmm. 
See, God will have to let us suffer sometime to get us to hear what he's trying to tell us, you see. And if you accept the chastisement, the butt whooping, then he'll call you his son. But if you don't, then he'll call you your bastard. He's not your father. That's the Bible, the book of Hebrew. Straight out call you a bastard. Bastard is somebody don't have a father. Ain't it good to know that we all got a father in heaven that created us? Whether we accept him or not, he's still the creator of us. Amen? Now, what we do, it is up to us. But it's good to have a father that'll receive us back again. So here in uh, verses 16, uh, verses 17, it says, And Cain knew his wife, because there were other humanoids on the face of the earth at that time. But they weren't made in the image and in the likeness of God. So what happened was, Cain got hooked up with one of them. Because it's already been taught several times in here how from Genesis chapter 1 to Genesis uh, verse 1 to Genesis chapter 1 verse 2, the first two verses in Genesis 1, Verse 1 said, heaven and earth God created. It was a done deal. Satan screwed it up. And everything went dark. Everything had to be redone. So by Satan, by him doing what he was doing, because he's the anointed cherub, and he was supposed to have been covering the earth. He's supposed to have been covering man. That's why I called him the anointed cherub that covered. But Shrewfoot got jealous. Just like Cain got jealous. And his position, he didn't like. Because he wanted to be like God. He knew he couldn't be God, but he wanted to be like God. So he said, now I will. He said it five times. I'll do this. I'll do that. I'll do this. I'll do that. And at the last one he said, and I'll be like the most high God. And God struck him. Jesus said, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. That's how fast God put that thing on him. When he woke up, he didn't even know where he was. It happened so fast. You see, he knew he couldn't be God, but he wanted to be like God. He wanted to rule not only over man, he wanted to rule like God over the hierarchy of angels and everything else that God had created. He wanted to rule like God. Not as God, but somebody say, like God. He said, I want to be like God. See, I want to be like God. Mm-hmm. And it got him in trouble because he was coming out of the wrong pit with it. Amen? 
Yeah, yeah. Now, I told you, you've got to chop this thing. It's kind of deep. And we still got a long way to go because we're running what we call this bloodline of murder incorporated. Look at Genesis 4, 18. Genesis 4:18 And unto Enoch was born Irad and Irad begat Mahujael and Mahujael begat Methuselah not Methuselah and Methuselah begat Lamech Start right there cuz see all that significant Every bit of that is significant. Put that scripture up there and let me dissect this for them. The word Enoch means one who is dedicated. And he was born. Now, this is not to be confused with the Enoch that walked with God, who was the son of Jared. All right? This is is another Enoch here. This has come out of the Cain factor. So don't get them mixed up like a lot of theologians have. And I say Enoch, dedicated, was born Irad. All right. Irad means fleet. You know what a fleet is? A fleet is a group of ships sailing under the constitution of one owner or one authority, Okay. Under this authority, these ships represent our souls. Amen? What Cain did through his lineage was to build a fleet of souls, ships, who would conform to his obsession. Amen? That's that bloodline. Hitting. It's running right on up the blood. We're talking about the bloodline of murder incorporated. And we're going to take this thing all the way back to Revelation and you're going to see something about what I'm talking about murder incorporated. It started right again. It was been incorporated for a long time by the devil. Iraq means fleet. And this fleet. Was birth from Enoch, because Enoch's his daddy, and Enoch means dedicated. So they're dedicated to what they do when they're coming at us. You hear me? They're not coming half-stepping. They're coming with a fleet mm-hmm. under one ownership, and Iraq. Put that uh, scripture up. Can I get that scripture? And Irad begot Mahujael. Now, the word Mahujael means God's man. Now, watch this. Even in the lineage of Cain, Got to follow me close on this one now. Even in the lineage of Cain, God still 
put a witness of himself within that bloodline. Ain't that something? Ain't that something? But watch what happens. Because we're running lineage. That's what we're doing. We're running lineage. Now watch this. He said, Apostle and I talked about it yesterday about breaking them curses, them lineage curses. They call them generational curses. Yeah. yeah, that's what we're dealing with here, see. So the curse was broken here, but it didn't, it didn't land. Because from Methuselah came, Methuselah begat one called Lamech. Y'all remember Lamech? Uh-huh. Now watch Lamech. The word Lamech means powerful. He's a very powerful man. Lamech was. But he was a very arrogant man also. And what Lamech did was not Methuselah Methuselah knocked him out of being God's man by killing a man. Lamech did. Let me show it to you in the book. So see, every time God tried to establish himself among the sinners, there's going to be always someone who's going to try to knock that down. That's in that lineage, right? Because they don't want that lineage going that way. And if it get too strong, if you get one or two generations going, it might get too strong and overtake them. So that had to be knocked out. So Lamech come along. Now check Lamech. Lamech's a very powerful man. Do not underestimate Lamech. Don't underestimate him. Don't underestimate him. Because he is a very powerful. I'm going to show you how powerful this guy really, really is. Go to Genesis 4, 19 through 24. That's Genesis 19. Amen. Over there. Look at Lamech. And Lamech, which means powerful and arrogant, took unto him two wives. Got it? He got two wives. In other words, he got two things working inside of himself. He got the God thing working, but he got that other thing working too. I'm sure what I'm talking about here. Because when you see wife, you think of what's going on inside of yourself. Don't be looking at somebody else. You look inside yourself and see what that wife is doing in you. Instead of looking over there at the one you got, hiding about what she doing. No, what is that doing that's in you? What's that connection doing inside of you? Amen? Ah. Uh, and Lamech took unto him two wives. One of them was named Ada, and the other one was named Zuh. Now, the word Ada means beauty. Amen? Only God can give us beauty. And Ada bare Jabal. He was the father of such as dwell in tents and of such as have cattle. Right here is where the farm and the cattle industry began. Y'all see it there? It began with Jabal. The son of Lamech, who came by way of beauty, Ada. Amen? Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go to the next. 21. And his brother name was Jubal. He was the father of all such as Hanlahart and Argan. 
This is the music industry. Amen. It came from Lamech. Powerful man. I told you he's powerful. But watch this. Good things came from Ada. But watch what came from Zillah. And verse 22 says, and Zillah, which means shade. How many of y'all know that the devil will try to put a shade on your beauty that God has given you? So he got two things going on inside. He got beauty going on, but he got this thing over here called Zillow that's trying to take the beauty and put it in a box, cover it up, hide it. Amen? I know y'all, I know you're catching it. And Tuba came and instruct, and Zillow, she also bear Tuba Cain, an instructor of every artificer in brass and iron. He's a warmonger. And he's the sister of Tubacain, well, Naomi, the sister of Tubacain. Now, here's what you got. Here you've got what we call the iron and electronic uh, industry right here. And this is what they use for wars and all this other stuff. So the things that came from Zilla wasn't too good. Because it started a, Tuba Cain was a fool. It started a whole array of murder in this world because they started building weapons of mass destruction. It ain't no joke. They got them hid. Verse 22 or verse 23 says, And Lamech said to his wives, Ada and Zillah, Hear my voice, ye wives of Lamech, hearken unto me of my speech. For I have slain a man to my wounding and a young man to my hurt. See, he did the same thing. He come out that lineage of Cain. Now he's done killed somebody. See that thing? It's revving up now. Mm-hmm. And if Cain be a being 74, Truly, Lamech, 70 and 74. Now we're going to talk this thing off. Book of Revelation. Let's go to the book of Revelation. Six verses four. Revelation. Six. Verses 4. Tell me when you get there. You there? Amen. All right. Look here. And there went out. I read verse 3 too. And when, I, and when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, come and see. Mm-hmm. And there went out another horse. That was red. We're talking about murder incorporated. And power was given unto him that sat thereupon to take peace from the earth and that they should, somebody say, murder one another. And there was given unto him a great sword, not just a sword. We're talking about mass murder. 
See, in the end time, this murder incorporated, this ain't nothing. It, 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 it's all the way live. Now, it's wide open. But I ain't finished with you yet. I'm almost done. But I'm not finished yet. Great sword. Give me uh, verses uh, 7 and 8. Six, verse seven and verse eight. Put that up for me. And when he had opened the fourth seal, total, fourth means totality, I heard the voice of the fourth beast say, come and see. If you want to know, you got to come and see. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you can't lay back in a hole talking about show me something. No, you want to know. He said, come up here in, in several places. You got to come up. Put that back up, son. And I heard the voice of the fourth beast say, come and see. Next verse. And I looked, and I saw a pale horse. And him that sat on it was death. And hell followed him, which is grave. Followed with him. Mm-hmm. Because when you die, ain't no place else to go but to hell, the grave. Don't be scared of that. Be scared of the lake of fire. I told you now. <laughs> and power was given unto them over how the fourth part of the earth to do what? Somebody say murder. murder. With swore. With hunger. With death. And with people that don't know God. Beast of the earth. Amen. Because Jude and Peter call them natural brute beasts. People that don't know God are beasts in the eyes of God. Oh, Pastor, Apostle, you ought not say that. God said it. And if God said it, I can say it too. Whatever the outcome is, whatever it's going to be, it's going to be. But we can't be afraid. To tell it when it needs to be told, but it's a way to tell it. Amen? Yeah, no, it's a way to tell it. Okay. Let's go to the last. Let's go to Revelation 9, 13 through 15, and we're out of here. Revelation 9, 13 through 15. So, if you notice, this whole thing has charged up. It went from one man killing another man. Now they killing four parts of the earth. Well, that ain't it. That ain't finished yet. They ain't finished killing. They not finished killing. Not yet. Still got a little way to go. Revelation 9, 13 through 15. Are you with me? And the sixth angel sounded number of man. He got a message from man. And I heard a voice from the four horns, the total power of the golden altar which is before God, mm, saying, to the sixth angel which had the trumpet, loose the four angels which are bound in the great river Euphrates. The word Euphrates means good and abounding River. Now watch this. And the four angels were loose. Mm -hmm. 
which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year for to slay one third part of men on the earth. It goes from one to thousands to millions till it gets to the point where it's going to kill a fourth of the men on the earth and then it's going to go on and intensify to a third of the people on earth. And as you get on in the revelation, there's going to be some more killing, mass production, murder incorporated, it's what we're dealing with. You want to know why you sin everything now coming upon this earth every week, three and four mass shootings. Everybody gone crazy. All in, that's that murderous spirit. Everybody waiting on. The seals of Revelation to be open. Everybody waiting on Revelation to be in full flesh. Revelation is like a kaleidoscope. It's got all kind of segments. It's like putting together ingredients. This thing is baking and it's cooking real quick. Mm-hmm. And people waiting on this to happen in Revelation. It's already happening. All you got to do is be able to see it. But when you're caught up in theology and religion and stuff, you won't be able to see it. You start looking for this. You, you look for the wrong signs. You're not able to see spiritually what's really going on in the world and in man. So you, you, you see, that abyss is already open. It's things coming up out of there already that's getting inside people and causing them to do demonstrous things. Are we sitting around here waiting, waiting on Revelation to do this and do that? Revelation is already, it's already way in the wind. (laughs) You know, it's full force. So even though we don't like all the killing and it dismays us sometimes, it's not going to stop. It's going to get worse. All we got to do is stay prayed up, stay hid in God. And just continue to believe God for miracles. If anybody wants a miracle, they just need to come on into the house of the Lord and just let the people pray over them and didn't believe it and just let God do what he do. It ain't nothing hard about it when you, when, when you put it in a position where you have to do it. You'll find a way to do it then. Amen. Let's give God some praise in the house.